10 podcasting things you should update every year. Welcome to the Audacity to Podcast, episode 253. Thank you for joining me for the Audacity to Podcast. I'm Daniel J. Lewis, and this is the award-winning in-depth podcast about podcasting. It's where I give you the guts and teach you the tools to launch or improve your own podcast for sharing your passions and finding success. This is the last episode in my little monthly mini series of talking about stuff for the new year. A lot of people look at the new year as an opportunity to set resolutions or think new year, new you, new year, new podcast, new something. And aside from the psychology of resolutions and what does and doesn't work, this is a good opportunity to think forward to the next year. Now, you could be listening to this any time of the year, and that's the timeless nature of podcasts. So don't think of this as only stuff you should update this calendar year. But this is really stuff you should update or consider updating every single year, at least. Many of these things updating maybe even more frequently or revising as you go along. So I have 10 podcasting things that I think you should update every year. And if you'd like to follow along in the show notes for this episode, then go to theaudacitypodcast.com slash update year. These 10 items are number one, update your podcasting goals because you need to keep them updated. Number two, update your software for many reasons I'll get into. Number three, update your format. I'll explain what that means in a moment. Number four, update your branding. That's your podcast cover art, your website design, your audio branding, and your video branding. Number five, update your podcast information like descriptions, titles, subtitles, that kind of thing. Number six, update your intro and outro, what you say in the beginning and end of your podcast. Number seven, update your calls to action, either focus down on one or revise how you give your call to action. Number eight, update your media kit, whether it be for sponsors or guests or just getting that information up to date. Number nine, update or create printed pieces that go along with your podcast, like business cards, flyers, and such. And number 10, update your subscribe and follow links to make sure they're still working and pointing to valid places. So let's go through this list in depth now, and you can follow along in those show notes for episode 253 at com slash update year. Number one, update your podcasting goals. You do have goals for your podcast, right? I really hope you do. Even if your goals are simple or they're focused on the passion and not on the business, the money, anything like that, that's totally okay. You do not have to focus on making money from your podcast, but you should have certain goals for your podcast. And your goals could be as simple as have fun or put out great content week after week. It could be something like that. And that's okay. It doesn't have to be focused on a business or on money, but do focus on the profit. And profit means more than simply money. I have a great free webinar that is this week at the time of this publishing. It will be January 28th, 2015. I'll be doing it with The Real Brian from ProfitCast, and we'll be talking about what podcasting profit really is. It's not only money. In fact, it could be things completely separate from money and how to get profit for your podcast. I'm really looking forward to this webinar. It looks like it could be the most popular webinar that I've done 
and I'm excited about it. If you aren't too late, then go over to podcasterssociety.com slash webinar to register for that or maybe catch the replay over there. After a short window of this webinar being available, it will then become exclusive to members of Podcaster Society. And I'll tell you more about the webinar and the society later on in this episode. But do think about the profit that you want to get from your podcast, whether that be money or opportunities or relationships or enjoyment, anything like that, and make sure that your podcasting goals align with that profit and you have a plan to reach those goals. Now, how are you doing with reaching those goals? Maybe you realize that the goals you've set were a bit too grandiose and you need to bring them down to a more mortal human level for your podcast or recognize what makes them more relevant. In fact, I've done an episode previously about making SMART, S-M-A-R-T, goals for your podcast. And SMART stands for Specific, Measurable, Attainable, Relevant, and Time-Based. You can listen to that episode, and I have a link to it in the show notes at theaudacitypodcast.com slash update year. But you may need to update the goals that you've been working toward. Maybe you need to get more specific with your goals instead of simply, I want to grow my audience. It's, I want to have this many downloads per episode by this date measured by this particular statistic or platform or tool. There is no shame in changing directions either. If you realize that the goal that you've been working toward is the wrong goal for you. It could be that goal was to make money and you realize your podcast isn't the kind of podcast that can make money or you're just not good at marketing or anything like that, but you still want to do the podcast because you enjoy it. Well, then your goal shouldn't be to make money. Your goal should be something more relevant to what you're doing. So it's okay to change those directions if you realize you're in the wrong direction or when you realize you've reached your goals. I was at a nonprofit organization. It was my dream job as a kid, and I got to be there and fulfill every dream and goal I had, except for one that came up along the way, so it's not necessarily a childhood dream. But I fulfilled all of my goals at that organization, and I was there for 10 years. And that's when I realized I'm not supposed to be here for the rest of my life because I've reached all of my goals. It's time to move on to something else, to a new direction that I saw God blessing in my life. And that was with this podcasting business, making solutions for podcasters. So I updated my goals and I completely changed directions. And I've been thrilled to see how God has been blessing that since then. Updating your goals may also mean completely dumping the goals that you had in starting over. And that's okay too. But it could also be simply refining goals that you already have and have been working toward, but you need to make them a bit more specific, a bit more measurable, a bit more attainable, a bit more relevant, or a bit more time-based. Definitely listen to that past episode of mine about making smart goals for your podcast if you haven't already. And the link to that is in the show notes at theaudacitypodcast.com slash update year. That's number one, update your podcasting goals. Number two, update your software. Think about all of the software that you use that makes your podcast possible. And also look at what relevant abilities you would get by getting the latest updates or upgrades from these different kinds of software. And there are different areas for this, like your website software is completely separate from your desktop or mobile software. But let's start with talking about your website software. 
look at your copy of WordPress and the plugins that you use. And it is very important to keep your WordPress and plugins updated for security, for compatibility, that kind of thing, for making sure that your website stays stable. But yes, I will admit keeping these things updated can be at times a little challenging. Usually it's not, but it is possible. And it is certainly true that any WordPress or plugin update has the potential to break your website or break your podcast RSS feed. But the likelihood of this actually happening is quite small, especially if you're using high-quality plugins or plugins that have been well-vetted and tested by the community. And because of this concern that an update could break things or maybe there's a WordPress update and the plugins haven't updated to support that new version of WordPress, it is generally a good idea to wait a little bit before upgrading your software. That would be going from a 1.0 to a 2.0 or maybe going from something like a 1.2 to a 1.3. Updates are usually that third digit in the version number, like 1.2.1, 1.2.2. Those are small updates that contain smaller fixes, bug fixes. Those are important to update to as quickly as you can. But the bigger version number differences might need a little bit more waiting. Just don't wait too long. And if you have been waiting too long, then sometime this year, set aside some time to fully update your site, but make sure you back up first. And I recommend Backup Buddy as a plugin for backing up your WordPress website. I have a link to that in the show notes for this episode. But make sure you've backed up and then spend some time to update your theme, your plugins, your WordPress installation, and then test it to make sure everything still works. Check your podcast feed, check your website, check your individual posts, check other functionality that you've added with separate plugins. Spend that time to get your website completely updated to the latest versions this year and then keep up with the minor updates after that. If a major update breaks the functionality of some other plugin on your website, then it might be time to find better alternatives for that plugin. I remember helping a client with a WordPress website a couple years ago And the current version of WordPress at that time was something like 3.3, I think, or 3.5. This person was still on WordPress 2.0. And they had a lot of things on their website that weren't working very well and problems that had been fixed for a long time in more updated software. And one of the big problems was they were still using PodPress when they really needed to switch to PowerPress, especially because of a particular problem they were having. So it cost them a bit more, but we spent the time to go through, update their website completely to the newest version of WordPress and switch them from dead plugins to more active working plugins and everything then worked great after that and even worked a little bit better after that. So look at how you can update your website software when you can, as frequently as you can, but if you've been holding off Make this the year you bring everything up to date as much as possible, even if it means renewing some of those plugins that you've paid for. I think it would be worth it to get the most latest, best version to ensure that your website is as secure, stable, and fast as possible. Also look at updating your desktop and mobile software. Adobe Audition, for example, now includes much better loudness normalization, and that was completely missing from older versions or wasn't that good in some of the more recent versions. 
look at the browser that you use. Chrome and Firefox are pretty good at automatically updating, but Internet Explorer versions older than 11 have recently been declared officially retired and will no longer be updated, especially important if you're concerned about the security of your Windows computer. Don't use old versions of Internet Explorer. And the new versions of Windows OS 10 and Linux are more stable and are becoming more compatible. Yes, there's always that chance that if you upgrade to the latest version, it breaks some compatibility somewhere. And OS 10 certainly did that. But as time goes on, many of these things get fixed. So after a couple or a few months, check on the community and check in different forums and such and ask, is this still a problem? Has this been fixed? Is it safe to update yet? And there are some tools like Levelator, for example, that have been dead for so long that it's really time to move on and find a better tool. And there is a much better tool that's Aphonic. And Aphonic does things much better than Levelator. And it brings things to an audio loudness standard, which Levelator completely didn't do at all. Now, there is a big difference between updating and upgrading, especially when it comes to software. Updating is usually those minor additions, like a 1.1 to 1.2, or maybe even a 1.1.1 to a 1.1.2, something like that. These contain maybe minor additions or enhancements or bug fixes, security improvements, that kind of thing. These are minor things. Upgrading is usually a bigger version jump. That might be from a 1.1 to 1.2 or a 1.0 to a 2.0. And upgrading a bigger version like that usually means uh, bigger, better features, um, vastly improved parts to it. And sometimes those bigger version number jumps do cost to upgrade. So don't only think about the cost of the upgrade itself, if the upgrade does cost, but do look at what else needs to be involved with that upgrade. For example, when you upgrade your operating system on your computer, it's very possible that older software that you are using has to be upgraded to newer versions in order to be compatible with the newer operating system. Thus, you may have to buy those upgrades. If you're on something now like the Adobe Creative Cloud where you subscribe to the software and you rent it instead of outright purchasing it, then you don't have to worry about upgrades so much because they update the software as part of your subscription. But I remember years ago when I would update OS X or Windows, it would break the functionality somewhere in Photoshop or Premiere or Adobe Audition or something like that. That's not as much a problem now since it is an ongoing subscription, but some other programs still charge based on when you upgrade. So upgrading might not only cost whatever it is to upgrade that one thing, but you may need to upgrade other things along the way in order to support that upgrade. So if you can afford it, always prioritize what will save you time and make your podcasting workflow easier. That's the most important stuff to consider when updating your software. And that is number two, update your software. Number three, update your format. How you present your content in your podcast may need to be updated as your podcast matures. This doesn't have to be a radical change, but maybe it's time to let go of those things that simply aren't working 
in your podcast or you're not getting as much return for them or you realize that you're losing your passion for your podcast because of one particular piece of it. So try to look at how you can change the format of your podcast to improve your workflow, to keep your passion going, and to continue presenting the information to your audience in the best way possible. This could be that you add or remove a segment from your podcast. It could be that you change the style of your presentation. Like maybe you go from being by yourself to having a guest, or maybe you go from monologue shows to dialogue or interview shows. It could also be some way that is a radical change that makes it easier for your audience to understand what you're trying to share. Like maybe you need to update from being an audio podcast to being a video podcast or vice versa. Maybe the video is wasting time and expenses and bandwidth and stuff when all you really need is audio. This may not be something you have to do, but I do believe that most podcasts mature with age. So it might be time to look at the format of your podcast and reevaluate, is this really where my podcast needs to be based on how it has matured over the years? Or should I update the format to match the maturity of the podcast? Maybe take out things that shouldn't be there anymore. Sometimes it's also growing up with the podcast. I wish I could grow up more with my Twitter account. I don't like the username I have on Twitter right now anymore. I want to switch to a different username, but I can't because it's taken by a dormant account. And if you know anyone at Twitter, please connect them with me because I really want to get this dormant account that's been dormant for, I think, six years or seven years now. And it uh, it bugs me. It Sometimes it it's the most frustrating thing I face right now in social networks. But I do want to mature beyond this idea of being the ramen noodle to something that fits the branding better for me. So if you know someone at Twitter, please connect them with me. But do look at how your podcast matures over the years and what changes need to be made along with that. Just like when you were a kid, maybe you you wore brightly colorful things and trendy and really like fad-like clothing and all of the latest, weirdest, oddest, whatever, crazy things. But now that you're an adult, you have put away the childish things. Yes, I'm quoting a little bit from 1 Corinthians 13. And you are now seeking to be more serious, more professional, or whatever it is, you can still have that childish flair a little bit, that childhood enthusiasm come out. You can still have fun. There's nothing that says you can't have fun as your podcast matures or as you mature. But maybe that maturity brings with it the need for a better format. That's number three, update your format. Number four, update your branding. I know some marketers don't like the term branding and some people don't. Uh, really hate the thought of branding yourself or branding your podcast. But your podcast does have several aspects of branding, like your podcast cover art, your website design, your audio branding. And if you're doing a video show, then you have video branding as well. And it might be time to update your branding. Remember, as your podcast matures, you definitely need to update things along the way. So specifically, look at your podcast cover art. How long have you had the podcast cover art that you currently use? It might be time to update it. Maybe you want to get away from a particular style that you had back then. Maybe you want to update it to be more trendy or look cleaner. 
Todd Cochran from Raw Voice and Blueberry has a couple times in his state of podcasting address for previous years of the podcast awards mentioned that updating podcast cover art has sometimes resulted in an increase of new subscribers by as much as 25% just by updating the podcast cover art. Now, there are certain things about that that may be different today than they were back then and several other considerations, certainly. But consider maybe updating your podcast cover art. Don't update it only for the sake of updating but maybe get a better design. Remove the cliches from your podcast cover art, like a microphone, a pair of headphones, an RSS icon, unless you're talking about microphones, headphones, or RSS, then it's good to have those icons in there. But otherwise, if you simply have a podcast, it's probably not a good idea to have those cliche icons in the podcast cover art. Or maybe you want to make your design more relevant for your more matured podcast however that is that you see that your podcast has matured. If you need podcast cover art, this is not a service I offer anymore. I used to design this. In fact, if you go to podcastcoverart.com, you'll see my portfolio of podcast cover art designs, but I no longer personally provide podcast cover art design services. I can, however, connect you with some trusted designers who can create great stuff for you. So if you have a question about that, then please email me through the feedback information on the website or feedback at theaudacitytopodcast.com or consider a service like 99designs and I have an affiliate link to them that you can use in the show notes for this episode. So look at your podcast cover and think about maybe updating that because that is a very important aspect of your branding for your podcast. Also look at your website design. This is a fast-moving time for the website design industry, and it has radically changed in the last couple years and especially the last several years. Modern design is very clean, it's very responsive to different device sizes, and it's very lightweight too. Not a lot of images, it's a lot of solid colors and flat, and that can be great for design because it makes things easier and faster and cleaner. And if your website isn't already optimized for mobile devices, then you absolutely must update your site. In fact, in 2015, Google started deranking websites that were not mobile optimized when searched on a mobile device. That doesn't mean that if your website wasn't mobile optimized, it was deranked completely. Just it was deranked when someone was searching on a mobile device. So you do actually see different results on a mobile device than when you look on a desktop. Now in late 2015 and 2016, SSL is a higher priority too. And SSL has nothing to do with the branding of your site, but it is something else that Google does that now they're prioritizing websites that are secure. So you need to look at these things and make sure that your website is up to date with this and especially your website design. Even if you have a mobile-friendly, mobile-optimized site and you have SSL and you're meeting all of the other updates for Google and all of that kind of stuff, it might be time to redesign your site to make it match the branding of the rest of your podcast or even to improve the usability of your site. As I say, visit website press play. Make it that easy for people. And your website design is a huge part of what makes it that easy. If you're looking for some WordPress themes for podcasters, my favorites are Appendipity, StudioPress, and Elegant Themes. 
And I have links to all of those in the show notes for this episode at theaudacitypodcast.com slash update year. Besides the visual aspect of your podcast, your website design and your podcast cover, also think about the audible aspect, your audio branding. This is not only the music that you use for your podcast, but as a side note, maybe it is time to update your music, especially if you're using copyrighted music and you don't have permission to use it. Update immediately and switch to something that you do have the license to use. But consider everything about your podcast's audio identity. What is it that makes your podcast sound different from other podcasts? So how is it that you start and end each episode? How do you segue between topics or segments? This is more than the words you say, but it's how you present this information, the mood that's set by your audio branding, and what makes your show memorable and unique. So this could be a professional intro or outro, professional bumpers, it could be music, it could be any of that or many other pieces to that. My favorite way to update audio branding and that can make your podcast more unique or stand out is to put something unique before your theme music, something unique to every single episode. Like with the Audacity to Podcast, I usually start with the title of the episode or something about that episode that's a tease for what's coming in the episode. And that's instead of saying the audacity to podcast episode 253 and then intro music, because that's not unique. That would be the same words. It's just the number changes by one in each episode. But instead, I give you the title so that you know right away what you're getting into before the intro music. And that is part of the audio branding. And that can be something that's really easy for you to do with your podcast. Give that little tease before the rest of your audio branding resumes. If you have a video podcast, also look at your video branding. This could be the lower thirds. It could be the transitions, the title screens, the intro sequence, anything like that. This is part of the visual branding for your podcast. So it's best if it can match your cover art and your website design so that all of these pieces look connected. So consider redesigning this if you are redesigning other things or making it all match up as much as you can. Depending on where you host your videos, you may not be able to update your older videos and that's fine. You don't have to worry about that. You could simply start with today and all future episodes having the new audio and video branding to them. That's number four, update your branding. Number five, update your podcast information. Look at all of the text about your podcast and connected with your podcast, your descriptions, your tagline or subtitle, and your about page. Do they still accurately describe your podcast? If not, then you should definitely update those things, especially look at your description in iTunes and your about page on your website. Update them so that they do describe your podcast. Or have you maybe stuffed your iTunes description with keywords thinking that that would help you with search engine optimization in iTunes. And sorry, no, it doesn't. Your descriptions do not matter at all to your podcast search engine optimization in iTunes. They may for Google Play Music when that opens up and has the podcast directory in it. But right now, 
your iTunes descriptions don't matter at all. And that's something I cover in a lot more detail in my SEO for podcasters course. And I do talk about what fields do matter. And if you want to make your podcast found, how to get it found and grow your audience that way. But because maturity usually comes with time, it's also possible that the longer you've been podcasting, the more your podcast has matured and maybe the approach that you're taking to the content or the content that you're addressing, the topics, that kind of thing, changes as you go along. So you need to change your descriptions too. I remember a couple years after I was married, someone pointed out to me, hey, Daniel, did you know that such and such about page still says you're a bachelor and you've been married for a couple years now, right? So I had to quickly go and change that stuff. And it's okay if stuff about your podcast changes. You may just know how to better explain your podcast. Maybe you've gotten better at thinking about what's your elevator pitch, as they call it. What's that short description of your podcast? Or what is that compelling way you can convince someone to subscribe to your podcast or that makes your podcast sound more interesting and make your podcast descriptions and other information about your podcast match up with that? As well, there are other pieces of information to update along with your podcast. It's not only those descriptions, but maybe your author tags. Maybe it was you and a co-host before, but now it's only you. Or maybe you switched co-hosts, or maybe now you have a co-host. Make sure that author tag matches. Also look at your copyright information to make sure that if there's a date in your copyright field then update that date to include the latest episode. So it might be the copyright symbol 2010 in-2016 to update it to say the stuff is copyrighted between the years 2010 and 2016 or whatever method works best for you and that fits best. And I definitely recommend that you look at a lawyer's recommendations for how you should write that copyright information. But look at everything about your podcast, certainly the email address associated with your podcast. Ensure that is up to date. Look at all of your podcast information in your RSS feed and update what needs to be updated. That's number five. Number six, update your intro and outro. This is similar to your written descriptions for your podcast and for your individual episodes, but it may be time to update that spoken opening and closing of your podcast. This is how you let people know what your podcast is about at the beginning of each episode, and it's also the last words that you say as you close your podcast. If you don't have some kind of intro and outro, maybe now is a great time to make one for yourself, and it might be something you write down and then you memorize, but I don't recommend that you read it every time because it will sound like you're reading it. And your intro and your outro should be the times that you have the most energy in your podcast because they're the portions of your podcast that make the greatest impact. Your intro is what gets people interested in the podcast. Your outro is what leaves them with something memorable and that lasting impression of your podcast. It's just like in fairy tales, you know the opening and closing lines of fairy tales. The opening line is usually once upon a time and the closing line is usually and they lived happily ever after. We know those intro and outro lines and you can pretty much stuff anything in between and it will sound like a fairy tale as long as it starts with once upon a time and ends with and they lived happily ever after. The Audacity to Podcast has gone through many transformations in the years as well. For example, I no longer reference Audacity, the software program, in my intro, and it's no longer as 
deeply integrated into my branding as when I first launched. I also don't refer to that quaint P-O-D or pod that I used to back in the beginning. And pod back then stood for passion, organization, and dialogue. And as you're working on updating your intro and outro, make sure that you're not repeating anything that shouldn't be repeated. If you get some professional audio branding, then you might hear in the professional audio branding, it would say something like, welcome to the Audacity to Podcast, the award-winning in-depth podcast about podcasting, helping you to launch or improve your own podcast for sharing your passions and finding success. And then I come in and I say, hi, I'm Daniel J. Lewis. Thanks for joining me for the Audacity to Podcast. This is where I help you launch or improve your own podcast for sharing your passions and finding success. I'm repeating what the intro just said. And that's completely unnecessary. I'm wasting your time if I'm doing that. So make sure you're not repeating that stuff. It could be in your outro too. Maybe your audio branding in your outro gives the information where people can go to contact you or it gives a particular call to action that is the same call to action you always repeat. And I'll mention calls to action next. But make sure you're not repeating it unnecessarily. It is okay to repeat certain things throughout an episode, but right after someone heard it, it doesn't need to be repeated then. Number six, update your intro and outro. And then number seven, update your calls to action. How long have you been asking your audience to do a particular thing? For example, you might be asking them to subscribe, to rate and review your podcast, to join your email list, to visit your sponsor, or to buy something from you, to send feedback, to follow you on social networks, to visit the show notes. And that's just some of the calls to action we often share, or I say really dump in our podcast, asking people, hey, do all of these things, please. First, I recommend that you reevaluate which action is really the most important action to you and the easiest for your audience. If you've been giving multiple calls to action, try narrowing it down to a single strong call to action. And that's something that you can repeat throughout the episode. For example, the, my repeatable call to action in this episode is for you to visit the show notes at the audacity to podcast.com slash update year. That's the main thing I want you to take action on because from those show notes, then I link to the other things that I also might want you to take action on or those have the links for those things that you might want to check out for more information. Also consider how you can update your request, which is a call to action. You're asking people to take action and update it so that it inspires them further to take action. For example, instead of saying merely, you can review us on iTunes, consider thanking your reviewers by name and maybe reading an excerpt from their review and pointing people to your website where they can click on the link to write a review because there are several places now where you can write a review for a podcast. And if you want your reviews emailed to you automatically, then mypodcastreviews.com is the perfect tool for this that helps you get more reviews by knowing what reviews you have so you can thank those people and give them shout outs like I'm going to do near the end of this episode to thank someone who left a review for the Audacity to Podcast in iTunes. Or here's another way to update your calls to action. Instead of asking your audience to take action at the beginning of each of your episodes, wait until later on in the episode or wait until the end. The main idea is ask after you have given 
give them something of value before you ask them to give you something back. This is number seven, update your calls to action. Number eight, update your media kit. You probably already know that a media kit is great if you want to get sponsors for your podcast. It can help communicate the information. It makes your life easier by having something you can send to multiple potential sponsors. But media kits aren't only for getting sponsors. It could also be for negotiating some kind of affiliate relationship or for getting press coverage or convincing someone to be a guest on your podcast and many other uses for media kits. Most likely, if you haven't touched your media kit in a while, it needs to be updated. This could be that you're updating your stats, your demographics, because these do change over time. I would hope that they're increasing for you. But these kinds of changes might change other things too, like your advertising rates. If you have a flat rate for your podcast and your audience is now twice the size of what it used to be, maybe it's time to increase that flat rate. Or if you're doing CPM or or per episode or any kind of payment method you're doing or anything like that, it could be time to update that maybe to meet industry standards or because you think your audience is much more valuable or your time is much more valuable and you don't want to inconvenience your audience as much by including a sponsor in your podcast. So you charge more because your time and your audience are more valuable now than they were a year or more ago. You might also need to look at how are you describing your podcast in your press kit or media kit And it might be time to update it to make it coincide with your new description of your matured podcast. Or maybe instead of describing the podcast as you would to get someone to subscribe, your media kit should describe your podcast in a way that's more relevant to a potential guest or a sponsor, not a potential listener. So look at anything that's outdated, inaccurate, or incomplete about your media kit or press kit for your podcast and update it. If you don't have a media kit or a press kit yet, this would be a great year to make one so people could download that even if they simply want to promote your podcast that they could have a promo or they could have cover art or images, that kind of thing to be able to support your podcast in that way. Number eight, update your media kit. Number nine, update or create printed pieces. As your visual branding and the purpose of your podcast do change and go through multiple transformations over the months or years of your podcast, there may be certain physical items to update. This could be business cards, it could be posters or flyers or anything like that. Do remember, paper can be recycled. Or it can also make for great kindling to have like a family bonfire or a fire in the fireplace and roast some marshmallows. So don't feel so attached to the paper products you've already had printed that you're hesitant to update them to match your current branding. I recently realized that all of the podcast cards that I have for my separate shows, the Audacity to Podcast, the Ramen Noodle, Once Podcast, they all contain outdated information, whether that be mentioning hosts or older branding or older concepts. I also have a business card that's completely inaccurate, and now I've realized I shouldn't even give this card out anymore because that business card says, I design websites, presentations, and podcast cover art, and I no longer do any of that stuff. I'm a designer, yes, but I'm not a designer for hire, so why should I give out a business card that says I'm a designer for hire? I'm not. 
So I will be updating my printed pieces for all of my podcasts this year, ensuring that it's the right contact information, ensuring that it's the right description of the podcast, the right information about me and what I offer. And I'm also going to try and make it a bit more timeless as well. So I don't have to worry about updating it next year if maybe I switch co-hosts or if something else minor changes about the podcast. Now, if you're looking for a great place to get stuff printed, like business cards and other things, I recommend Got Print. I have no affiliation with them. I have used them before, but if you click on my link in the show notes, I get no money for that whatsoever. But this is a company I have been thrilled with the quality of their stuff, the speed, and the prices are great too compared to many other companies out there that are popular for printing stuff. Got Print is great. But also look at your local print shops, especially those small businesses that it's a family-owned print shop nearby. You can get some great deals on things and maybe even have a really good ongoing relationship with a local small business so you could walk in and say, hey, remember those cards I had? Could you just print off another thousand of those, or you could work with them and have a better relationship with that. Support small businesses and build those relationships. And often you can get better prices from a local print shop than you can from these online places and maybe even better quality too, because you can have the relationship with them. So number nine, update or create printed pieces. And number 10, update your subscribe and follow links. When is the last time that you tested all of your subscription links and all of your follow links on social networks and such. Are you still using the old iTunes URLs? Those are the ones with the web objects text in the URL. Or does your iTunes URL launch directly to your podcast in iTunes yet? Or are you linking to dead or unpopular podcast apps like Zoom? Do you still have a link to your podcast on Zoom? or on maybe the BlackBerry podcast app and that's dead, or maybe there's some other app that's just not that popular anymore and you're still linking to it from your website? And are you ready to start linking to the new Google Play Music listing for your podcast when that becomes available? And it's not available yet as of near the end of January 2016, but it will be available very soon. Are you linking to it or are you ready to link to that? Have you tried a service like subscribe on Android.com yet? so that you could have a subscribe on Android link on your site and you have that next to your iTunes link? Or are you linking to social network profiles that you no longer update? Have you posted anything to Instagram or Facebook or whatever random social network that is that you're linking to on your website? Does it even matter to you anymore? Should you still be linking to that or should you update these links? I do have a WordPress plugin designed to help you do this kind of thing. It's social subscribe and follow icons. It's a plugin, a premium plugin for WordPress. And I have a link to that in the show notes for this episode at theaudacitytopodcast.com slash update year. This plugin contains the most popular apps and social and directory icons that you would want for your blog or your podcast so that you could put these on your website and be ready to add the Google link or an Android link or anything like that. And I add new networks by request from the users of that plugin. So you can check that out. I have a link in the show notes for this episode. And that is number 10, update your subscribe and follow links. Once again, these 10 podcasting things you should update every year are number one, update your podcasting goals. Number two, update your software. Number three, update your format. 
Number four, update your branding. Number five, update your podcast information. Number six, update your intro and outro. Number seven, update your calls to action. Number eight, update your media kit. Number nine, update or create printed pieces. And number 10, update your subscribe and follow links. I'd love to know from you, what else do you frequently update for your podcast? That's a regular thing that you make sure that you update this either annually or monthly or every couple of years. What is that thing to you? And have you considered updating these 10 things that I listed? Please comment on the show notes at theaudacitytopodcast.com slash update year. That's also where you can go to get the notes that I mentioned, get the links that I mentioned to these different sources and services and plugins and themes and that kind of stuff. It's all there in the show notes at theaudacitytopodcast.com slash update year. I want to thank Al Design from the United Kingdom, who left a kind review for me in iTunes. He said, so many tips. Daniel is an expert, clear and concise. His episodes break down everything you need to know about podcasting, tips for beginners and pros alike. The archive is well worth going through and digging out an episode relevant to you. Thank you very much, Al Design from the United Kingdom for that kind review. It really encourages me and it does help other people find the podcast too. And I really appreciate that. If you would like to write a review for the Audacity to Podcast, then the link for that is on the website at theaudacitytopodcast.com, and I would really appreciate that. Or you can get your own podcast reviews emailed to you automatically with mypodcastreviews.com. This coming Thursday, January 28th, 2016, I'll be doing a free webinar with The Real Brian from ProfitCast. We'll be talking all about what podcasting profit is and how to get it. I'm really excited about this webinar, and it's so much more than money. So don't think this is only going to be about, oh, you must monetize your podcast and make money and profit and all of that. No, it's all about profit and what does profit mean? I'm really looking forward to this. It will be a free webinar available to the public, and the replay will be available shortly after, but only for a limited time because after that, it becomes exclusive to my elite podcasting community, Podcaster Society. So register for that at podcastersociety.com slash webinar, and we would love to see you inside that webinar. That's at podcastersociety.com slash webinar. Now that I've given you some of the guts and taught you some of the tools, it's time for you to go launch or improve your own podcast for sharing your passions and finding success. I'm Daniel J. Lewis from theaudacitytopodcast.com. Thanks for listening. The Audacity to Podcast is a proud member of Noodle Mix Network. Find more of our award-winning and award-nominated podcasts to make you think, laugh, and succeed at noodle.mx. And you know what? That description is going to change in 2016 as well. I'm updating that about my podcast too. And the Audacity to Podcast is also a proud member of the Tech Podcast Network. If it's tech, it's here. Find more at techpodcasts.com.